is a series, and uh, I was going to preach a message on uh, the miracle of turning water into wine. I like that very much. <laughs> I really was preparing for that. It was really exciting. But I felt the Lord leading me some other direction and to speak what I want to bring to you this morning uh, to encourage you. Uh, and uh, that has to do with uh, living according to the Spirit. But before that, there is somebody here that has a testimony. Uh, you want to share with us? I can't give her this. It's got, this is a big miracle that God did. Can you give her the microphone, please? Praise the Lord. Isn't God good? We have been praying and praying and praying for whole years, and we are faithful in giving our tithes and offering, amen? But God is an awesome God, because lately here, we bills are piling up, because my husband, I don't work, my husband works, and we were crying out to God, and then we listened to Pastor message, you know, showers of blessing. So we expect showers of blessing, right? And we say, Lord... We're going to get blessing from unexpected source. We don't know where it's going to come from, but we're going to expect it. And my husband always said, we're going to get money in the mail. We're going to get money. Maybe a dog might pass by and drop, <laughs> drop a bag, <laughs> you know. But um, we went to the mailbox and we got, well, my brother died about two weeks ago. And I've been getting cards and cards and cards, you know, from people. And I opened this card and there was a note in it, and um, I read the note, and when I looked at it, there was a check in the card. And when I saw it, I said, oh, my God, I'm, I'm not seeing good. So I called my daughter. I said, Crystal, come here, come here. I said, look at this. No, at first I said, pinch me. <laughs> and then I said, look at this. And she said, oh, God, Mommy, praise the Lord. The check was uh, $10,000. $10,000. I give God all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory because only he can do it. Amen. Amen. So Thank you. That is showers of blessing. So what we have to do, we have to expect. You know what pastor is preaching? Believe and expect. Because it's only when we expect, expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. So Amen. as we expect, we believe, and God is going to pour out blessing from unexpected source. Amen? So praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, this is just one of the things that I'm hearing in our congregation. You know, I've often said this. I just don't believe in Christianity where you just hear words. I don't want that. I want to see God in action. That's all I'm about. And if I don't see it, and my wife and I just will just pack this thing up and just forget it. There is a God. Amen? And I want to see God. I can't tell you everything that's happening. There's a lot going on. I can guarantee you. Behind the scenes. But what we're saying, expect your own miracle. This is going to be an unusual year for the people of the Ark Fellowship. I don't care what's going on in your life. I want you to believe with me. The Bible says, if two shall agree concerning anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them. Amen? That's what I want you. Your situation is going to change. 
I'm expecting it. I'm praying for it. We anointed you this morning with oil, and God is going to do it for you. If you don't have a car, expect God to bring one to you. Amen? Whatever it is that you desire, God's going to give to you. Amen? That's what this is all about. It's not about sermonizing and hearing a good message. I don't want a good message. I want a message that's going to bring blessings to me. Amen? A good message is the one that brings me the blessings. Amen? Bring me the goods. That's what I want. So I can draw closer to my God. It's not about money. It's about knowing that God is involved. He's right there with me in my life. That's all I want. Gives me peace, security, and joy. Amen. So today, I want to speak uh, on uh, this uh, message. It's going to be a series. It's called Living According to the Spirit. Living According to the Spirit. Father God, I just ask that you speak to us today as we go into this message. I ask that I be your mouthpiece, O oh God, to speak to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, in Acts chapter 3, verse 26, the Bible is clear that God sent Jesus first to the Jews to bless them. Jesus was sent to us. To bless us. And I said in Sunday school class this morning, all that we're doing when we come to church, all that we're doing in praying and worshiping is to position ourselves. God is helping us to position ourselves so that he can pour out on us. So when we receive instruction from God, when we go to church and we worship God, we read the scriptures, all God is wanting you to do is to have instructions from him so that you can position yourself to receive the blessings from God. God has no enemies. God is God only to bless you. God doesn't want anything bad happening to you, your children, or anybody. So he instructs us from his word. He's trying to get our attention to say, position yourself properly so that I can reach you and bless you. When you do these things and when you go this way, I can't reach you. I want to bless you. Move a little bit. Come this way. Position yourself so that you can reflect my glory. The moon has no light of its own. But the moon is positioned in the way to reflect this, the light of the sun. And so the moon has light because of the sun. But the moon position, is positioned in the way to reflect the light coming from the sun. Jesus is our son, the son of God. Let's position ourselves in a way so that we can reflect his glory. So everything that you're hearing from the word of God... Is there to instruct you. It's not the picky stuff and arguing about doctrine and all of that. Find principles. Something that will help you to position yourself so that God can reach you and pour upon your life showers of blessing. So you're asking God, am I there yet? Or the, kids, so, uh, the kids ask those questions. What do I need to do more to get myself in the place 
so that you can bless me. God has no favorites. God has no favorites. If God is blessing some man, it's because the man is positioned himself or herself in the place where he can reach him or her and bless him. He has no favorites. Every one of us sinned. There is no good man. God says, there is none that do it good. If he's blessing and reaching out to an individual, that's because the individual was willing to receive instruction and accept the instruction and they moved themselves and positioned themselves and God is able to reach them because he wants to bless. That's who God is. He wants multiplication. Be fruitful and multiply. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. He still wants you to be fruitful and to multiply. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to have dominion. He doesn't want you hanging your head down. He wants you to have dominion. He wants to bless you. But most of the time, we are listening to everything around us, and we are not able to position ourselves so that God can reach you and make you great. I mean, great indeed. That's the God that we serve. He loves us. He loves you. And when you're doing well, it pleases him. What father will not be pleased when the son is doing great in life? You're, you're proud. You point to them. That's my son, right? Is that not what we do? That's my son. But when the son is not doing right, and they ask you, where is your son? You go, that's my son. Over there. And say, which one? That's my son. Because you're ashamed. Right? But when they're doing well, you're proud of them. That's our God. He loves you that much. And when it all is well in your family, all is well in your life, and you are being blessed, He gets glory. He gets glory from out of it. When your life is blessed. I've often said this here. God truly wants to bless you. And that's what gives him glory. You will arise and have mercy on Zion. I shared that scripture with you. You will arise and have mercy on Zion because the time to favor her, yes, the set time has come. The set time has come because your servant takes pleasure in a stone. And show favor to her dust. God wants to bless you. It's God's glory to bless you. When you turn yourself, he wants to bless you. The greatest hindrance to God's ability to reach a man, to bless the man, the greatest hindrance is called sin consciousness. Sin consciousness is the greatest hindrance for your life. In Hebrews chapter twelve, uh, chapter ten, verse two, he says, "For the worshippers once purified would have had no more consciousness of sin." So consciousness of sin is what causes problems. Because God wants you to come boldly 
into his very presence. He tells us that. He says, I believe uh, Hebrews 10 verse 19, he says, coming into his presence with boldness. But when you have sin consciousness, you really cannot go into his presence with boldness. So sin consciousness is the greatest hindrance for us. So we no need to handle the question of sin consciousness. The, pu- the, the worshiper once purified shouldn't have any more consciousness of sin. When you feel guilty in the presence of God, you really can't get anything from God. Why is that? Because sin consciousness and faith don't go together. When you are conscious of sin in your life, and you feel like there's, no, there's nothing good, you don't believe that God will hear your prayer. You're filled with this feeling of guilt, and, and, and you know about sin, and you know if I have this, God's not going to hear me. So what's the use to pray? So he hinders us. But God truly wants to bless you. He wants to reach out to you and to minister to you. And we need to get rid of the sin consciousness. And God is taking care of it, if you understand. God is taking care of the sin conscious uh, problem, sin consciousness problem, if you will receive his word. Now, in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So there are two laws. There is the law of sin and death that brings condemnation, sin consciousness. And there is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that brings life and boldness so that you can go into God's presence, come boldly into his presence and receive from your father. So you have to be in Christ to lose that sin consciousness so that nothing about you is condemned. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. That's the issue here. Two things. First, you have to be in Christ. You have to be sure, I am in Christ. But not everyone who is in Christ is walking according to the Spirit. So you have to be in Christ, and walk according to the Spirit. Because if you don't walk according to the Spirit, you will constantly feel condemnation. And what that does is gives you a consciousness of sin. And you cannot have faith with a consciousness of sin. And if you don't have faith, you can't please God. For those who come to God must believe that He is. And the Bible says, I believe it's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, without faith, it is impossible. Say the word impossible. It is impossible to please Him. And when you have sin consciousness, you can't please Him. You have 
condemnation, you're not pleasing to him. You can't come into his presence. You don't look pleasing. So you got to get rid of the sin consciousness. And the way to get rid of the sin consciousness is to be in Christ and to walk according to the Spirit. Walk according to the Spirit. So how do we walk according to the Spirit? It's called the mindset. What you set your mind on. If you set your mind on the flesh, you are walking according to the flesh. If you set your mind on the things of the flesh, the worries and everything, how to get along, God is no more, it's not there. It's how you can, yourself, your family, how things work. That's all about you and the things that you enjoy and all of that. But no, God, you are, your mind is set on the things of the flesh. It's a mindset. For those who live, notice the word nice, live, according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. And those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. When you set your mind on the things of the flesh, before long you are going to be a carnally minded man. You can't change that. That's who you are. God knows it. That's what it is. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Life and shalom. So the thing is, after you are in Christ, begin to set your mind on the things, on spiritual things. Forget about these other things. Set your mind to know God. Set your mind to discover principles in the Word of God. Because after you get saved, it's a world of discovery for you. Set your mind to discover who God really is. The universe, how awesome. This God and all you can do, if you want to find those things, begin to find out from the Scripture. God will begin to reveal things to you. And as you set your mind on those things, there is nothing that, that can hold you from success. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, the scripture says. Joshua 1 verse 8. But you shall, med- you shall meditate in it day and that means your mind is set on spiritual things. When you meditate, you're thinking on spiritual things. The word of God, the book of the law, what God says about you, what God says about the church, what God says about the world, what God says about himself, all of those things. Your mind is focused on that. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. And then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Good success is success without sorrow. There are a lot of Hollywood success that is loaded with sorrow. If you live according to the flesh, you die. Everything, you can be successful once 
maybe for a short while, and then before long, death begins to come into it. To be carnally minded, that is a mind that is set on the things of the flesh, the pleasures, the, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, all of those things, just about you. When you set your mind, you die. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So a spiritual person is not the guy who is doing weird stuff. That's not being spiritual. (laughs) Read the scripture, act on it. Read the scripture, act on it. If you go to a church and they're acting weird, leave the place. God is not a weird God. That's not being spiritual. That's what's wrong with what's happening in the United States. Everybody's looking for something, and they don't really want to go to the book. And they want a quick thing where there's something is moving over here. They don't know what is moving. They run over there, and then they come back still more, more bound than the, the time they left. They don't run to and fro. Follow the book. <laughs> Follow the book, and your life will change. You don't have to feel anything. We walk by faith and not by sight. Act on the book and watch God. Not this weird stuff that you see. I, the other night my wife was showing me this thing. I almost laughed. This guy is telling them, he said he was in Africa having some kind of a great meeting, whatever that was. And he said the Holy Ghost came down and the native Africans were writing in tongues. Now people write in tongues. Ugh. I speak a different language from you. If I write in my language, that would be tongues for you. How could you tell if somebody's writing in tongues? Excuse me. Where did you read that from? <laughs> but, and then the fellow said, send me some money and the same anointing of writing in tongues. Maybe we'll come. I don't want the anointing to write in tongues. I want to speak in tongues like Peter. Amen. You don't have to be weird. Just follow the book. Follow what Jesus said. I don't like all the weird stuff. I want the good stuff. I want God. I've seen seen miracles, so you can't tell me anything. I've seen them. I learn. I'm still learning. But I've seen eyes open, blind eyes open, so you can't tell me anything. I didn't feel anything when God was doing. Most times I didn't even know what he was doing. So if you come to me because you think, I got this move in your hand, you're kidding. Follow the book. Follow the book. And the book will make you. Amen? When you have set your mind on the things of the scripture, that's being spiritual. Amen? You follow and believe what the Bible says. And you act on them. No question. No matter what people think, you act on what God says. When you do that, God's found a friend. And watch out. Amen? Watch out. When you follow the scriptures, I found men. They said, I'm tired of all this crazy stuff that people are telling me. And they said, they put their Bible down and stood on it. Whatever he says, that's what I'm going to act on. Ordinary became extraordinary when they obeyed the book. I don't want the weird stuff, the crazy stuff. And the unbeliever goes, oh boy, what's going on here? Weird. 
you say, ooh, I'm getting out of here. That God is not weird. God is not weird. When I see all the weird stuff, I know you're just drawing attention to yourself. So people can think you're spiritual. False humility. Yeah. I've been in this thing for years. You can't show. <laughs> I, I'm still learning. But I know some of the crazy stuff is going on. And I have confidence in my God. Amen. I have confidence in the scriptures. I have respect for great men of God. But they are not God. <laughs> I know the scriptures. I stay with it. And God can make me in two years. He can make me more than any of them. He's got to be him. If it's not him, I don't want it. Amen. If it's not God, I don't want it. Let it be great. If God doesn't bring it to me, I don't want it. I want it to come from my father. So I'm connected to him. Amen. I know he's Jesus. He speaks to me and I hear him. That's what he wants to do for you. Amen. That's why you're here today. So then, those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds. And if you're here this morning, all that concerns you is things of the flesh. I know who you are. <laughs> A fleshly man. We need life and peace. He says, so then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. That is, when your mind is focused on the things of the flesh, what you will have, you're not focused on the things of the spirit. What you have is condemnation. You can't have faith. Because faith is what pleases God. Sin consciousness cannot help you. You can't please God. So if you are sin conscious, you're still in the flesh. What they call in these days, carnal Christians. <laughs> carnal Christians. It's not funny to be a carnal Christian. It's a pain. The reason is you are not focused on the word of God. God says if you ask for forgiveness, you will be forgiven. What more do you need? You want him to yell at you before you believe after your confession that you are forgiven? You want him to take your leg and move it and shake it and you can't see anything. Say, Ooh, that feels good. And, and then now I believe. Hey, you're still fleshly. That's what it is. We walk by faith and not by sight. The word says, if I confess my sins, God is faithful and just to forgive me. Well, do you need anything more to do that? Just do it. And you will be forgiven. If God doesn't forgive you and you are sincere, then there's a lie in that book. But we know there is no lie there. Amen? So you're forgiven. Just accept it. That's true humility. When you accept what God says without question, that's true, true humility and he will exalt you. Amen? He will exalt you. So then, those that are in the flesh cannot please God. But then he says, but you are not in the flesh. You are not in the flesh. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. 
But if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. And the spirit is life because of righteousness. I, I like the word that he says, you know. But you are not in the flesh. <laughs> if I tell you, walk up to this guy and says, hey, you are not in the flesh. He's going to say, okay. <laughs> what is this? Huh? But God means what he's saying. When you are born again, he doesn't see just you. You are born of the spirit. So you are really not of the flesh. That which is born of the flesh is, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Jesus said you have to be born again. Don't marvel that I tell you that you have to be born from above. The wind blows, and you hear the sound of it. But you cannot tell where it's coming from or where he's going. And Jesus said, so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. You are a mystery to the world. Because God lives inside of you. You are not ordinary. If you live according to the Spirit, God's Spirit lives in you. Jesus said, if a man believes in me, he'll do what I say. And I and my Father, we come and make our dwelling with him. When God lives in your address, where you live, you're not ordinary. <laughs> say, come, let me take you to my home where God lives. Amen. He says he'll dwell with us. He'll walk with us. Your life has to change. But if you dwell on fleshly things, you will not enjoy the blessings of God. So when you begin to put, look at the things of the Spirit and you pursue after the things of the Spirit, what you're doing is positioning yourself to reflect His glory. <laughs> you know God is not poor. <laughs> when you reflect His glory, you cannot be poor. That's why I often say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Even though you may be experiencing want, <laughs> but before long, as you set your mind on the things of the Spirit, according to the Word of God, this book of the law shall not depart from my mouth, but I meditate day and night. And so I begin to experience good success. That's what the Word says. And Jesus said, and the scriptures cannot be broken. The scriptures cannot be broken. God is for everyone that's sitting here today. God is not against you. That's the truth. That's why it's called the gospel. Maybe you've done things in the past that's taken you away. I'm asking you today, return. Come back with me. Let's go back to our God. So he can pour out his blessings upon our lives. That's what this is all about. So that the people of the world will see and know that God is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How? When they see you and what God is doing in your life. Like the, the, the sister testified this morning, $10,000. Who would want $10,000? That would pay a lot of bills. Amen. Taste and see that God is good. He is a good God. 
He has nothing against you. You are your worst enemy. <laughs> There's nobody. You have no real enemy. You are the real enemy to yourself. Because you are refusing to go the way of the Lord. He wants to bless you. Amen? He really wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. He says, and if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. See, righteousness brings you life. Righteousness brings you life. You, O oh Lord, will bless the righteous. You will surround the righteous with favor as a shield. That's what the Bible says. When Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. In other words, as you begin to follow the word of God, you begin to lose interest in sinful things. They annoy you. Amen? They, yeah, I don't want that. Even though you're involved in this, I don't want that anymore for my life. You know why? Because God is at work in you. Amen? And you begin to pray and before long, hey, I don't want to go there anymore. I hate those guys. I, amen. Don't hate people now. <laughs> I can't be around them anymore. Because God is at work. The spirit is life because of righteousness. God will bless the righteous. Surround the righteous with favor as a shield. Everywhere you go. They just like you. They don't know why. They just like you. A man in our church, he shared with us, they just employed him not too long. And they promoted him one time. And they promoted him the second time. And then the boss created a position, managerial position for him, and said, now uh, you can interview for that position that I created for you. <laughs> That's favor. That's favor. And I believe that's what God wants to do with the Earth Fellowship. It's time for us to move back to our God. Amen? And start following Him. Forget the past. Forget what happened to you in the past. This is a new day. And we've said in our church, this is the year of fruitfulness. And God, His zeal will perform it. But all I need is for you to line up with the Word of God. There is Sunday school. There is all of that. Get yourself involved. Soak in the Word. So that God sees his word in you and he performs the word inside of you. Amen? He wants to bless you. God is not against you. The key thing is this. You have to be led by the spirit of God. Amen? If you live according to the spirit, the spirit of God will begin to give you instructions on living. What to do and what not to do. I believe sometimes what to invest in and what not to invest in. And every time you go out, he goes with you. Because he came, the Spirit of God came to make us a success. Based on what Jesus has done. You know what Jesus did? The Bible says, for what the law could not do, 
in that it was weak through the flesh. God did what the flesh could not do because it was weak through the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And on account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not after the flesh or according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. What couldn't the law do? What? What did God intend the law to do that the law couldn't accomplish? God sent the law to help position man so that he can bless man. And the law couldn't do it. Because of sin in the flesh. So what God did was sin his son. He says, that sin in the flesh, that's the problem. Not the law, but sin in the flesh. And so Jesus came, he condemned sin in the flesh. So that now you have the ability to walk according to the spirit. And if you walk according to the spirit, that means you have positioned yourself for shower of blessing. And nothing can stop it. You know how rain falls sometimes, you know. The cloud is dark, you know. And everybody's wondering what's really going to happen, right? And then you start having a few drops, right? <laughs> few drops. And you're wondering, is this really going to be a shower? And before long, it's pouring down. For you, you may be having few drops today. Amen? <laughs> but the showers on the way. Showers of blessings are on the way for your life in Jesus' name. Showers are there for you. This is going to be a series. The next thing I want to do, to tell you is this. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit himself bears witness with our own spirit that we are children of the living God. The Spirit of God, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You have to be led by the Spirit. And where the Spirit is leading you, is taking you to your promised land. Amen. The Spirit of God that God sent to us to lead us out of bondage into the, the promised land, The the Spirit of God is like the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. Amen? The children of Israel left Egypt and God appeared in the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. And everywhere the pillar went, they went. Amen? At night, they had the pillar of fire. During the day, the pillar of cloud. And if the pillar stood, those pillars stood, they stood. Amen? The Holy Ghost is being sent 
as our pillar of fire and our pillar of cloud, leading us into our promised land. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. These are the children of God. God wants to lead you. You need to set your mind on the things of the Spirit. This is going to be a great year for the Ark Fellowship. Amen. Can I hear an amen? You are going to be blessed. I'm going to see it. This is going to be an unusual year. When the year is over, you watch what God is doing. I say it every Sunday. It comes so natural, you may not even recognize it. <laughs> Stand up with me this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Spirit of God is in this place. Can I hear an amen? The Spirit of God is here, and it's leading you. Don't tell yourself, no, I don't know how to do that. Just say, I am willing. Holy Spirit, lead me. Jesus said, when I go, I will send the Spirit. Everyone is qualified. Amen? And He will lead you into your promised land. Amen? He will lead you into your promised land. Let's lift our hands up to Him. This morning, you're here, and you're saying, God... I really want to get into God. I want to know you. I want to know you. I really want to know you. I want to be connected with the God that created me. If that hunger is in you today, you are a blessed man. You are a blessed woman. All you need to do today is tell him, God, I want you in my life. Can you all, everyone say it? But if that's you, say it and mean it. Say it with me. God. I want you in my life. I want you to lead me and to guide me into success according to your will. Thank you, Father. Can you spend just a moment just giving him thanks? <laughs> By faith and telling him, God, I believe you have blessed me. I believe I am a new creature. I believe things are changing right now in my life. Things are going to be good. The word of God says, say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. It shall be well with you. And I'm saying it to you based on God's word today. It will be well with you. It will be well with you. In the name of Jesus, God will deliver you from that trouble. God will deliver you from that addiction. God will deliver you from that prison. God will deliver you and reveal himself to you. God will be gracious to you. God will show himself mighty on your behalf. It is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our sight. Father, we give you glory. There is none like you, God. We have no reason to be afraid because your word said you will be with us even to the end of the age. You will be with us. You're always there for us. We have nothing to be afraid. The Father who gave us to Jesus, He's above all. He's greater than all. And we are in your hands today. I speak blessings upon your people as they leave this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you go, I have this one uh, announcement and it's really important. The rest of this uh, coming month, throughout the month, Every Saturday, we'll be going to Calvary to minister to these people. I encourage you to join me. 
I told myself years ago, God, no matter what you do with my life, no matter how great people think you have made me, this was years back, I will always be out there talking to people about you. I will never be ashamed of you. I will never. If you find yourself struggling to go out and represent Jesus, watch what's happening in your life. You may be lacking in humility. And God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. God will exalt you. I need you to join me here next Saturday. By the grace of God, it is not going to rain. Have you said that with me? It's not going to rain. Amen. And we're going 9 o'clock. We live here. And we'll be sharing with the people of Calvert. Amen. God bless you. You all look so wonderful and good. Amen. Have a wonderful day. And yee-haw. <laughs>